0: Yeah, And I locked in Rap Geeks Radio With your boy Joe Curly
1: The Hip Hop Podcast follows on Twitter at Rap Geeks, R-A-P-G-E-K-Z. Let's go, turn up
0: Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Danielle Arena here at Rap Geek Studios. You already know what's going on. We have a special guest today. We have Lost Cause hanging with us. What's going on? Hey, yeah, how's it going? Man, we just sitting here chatting before. <laughs> <laughs> we can literally go all day. But, man, tell us where you're from. What's going down?
2: Um, So, technically, you know, Really from everywhere. I was born here in Houston, but, you know, uh, growing up, my dad was military, so we lived all over.
0: Wow. So military brat.
2: Yeah. So uh, I I think the biggest part of time I spent was uh, up in Rockford, Illinois. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I just, uh, probably about four years ago, I moved from there down to Tennessee. And then two years ago, I moved from Tennessee back down here. Loving it now.
0: Was it your music that brought you here? (laughs)
2: <laughs> no, that was a uh, relationship gone bad. So.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, so you mentioned to me earlier, so at 17 is when you started music. Um, where did that come from? How did that start? Where did you begin?
2: Okay. It began with a stupid get-rich-quick scheme with uh, two of my buddies, probably in like eighth grade, Mm -hmm. right? We're like, man, we're going to write a rap song, sell it to Eminem, make a million dollars, never do anything with our lives. That was the idea. At that point, stepmom found it, Mm -hmm. beat the living piss out of me, and it kind of stuck with me. And so I had been writing for years, and... uh, a bunch of bad stuff went down family wise I uh, ended up living up in uh, Illinois and uh, I was uh, I was in high school uh, senior year I so I went to school all day I worked at Kroger at night mm-hmm. uh, full, like full job at night shift uh, stocking shelves and stuff and I ran into this guy who had who was talking about his uh, his brother-in-law <clears throat> Did rap and he showed me his songs. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's oh you know I love it. And it was a uh, trick from Triple Darkness. They're right. like a big uh, group uh, up there in Chicago uh, with Drama Award, and they do a lot of stuff with like Crucial Conflict, Do or Die, stuff like that. Um, but I didn't know all that at the time. Like I was still relatively new to the like underground kind of right. scene. And he was like, yeah man, you you ever do rap? I was like. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I write all the time, but I've never actually hit a studio. And he he was the first big introduction into music.
0: And what age was that?
2: That, that was probably like 17. Okay. Yeah, that was about 17. And uh, so at that point, you know, I was going up to Chicago, which was like an hour and a half drive, like at least once or twice a month. And working with Direct from Triple Darkness, he custom made the beats and the songs. And I would... I did a different thing because I'd write all my songs. I'd go up there. He'd make the beat right there to what I had, and then I'd go through and like adjust the lyrics or whatever. And bam! I mean, right. it was a crazy time because like all the people like I met, you, you know, like I met some of the people from Crucial Conflict, from Do or Die, you know, hanging out with who direct and stuff like that, who's done a lot, gone on to do a lot of stuff with Twista right. and all that. And so this, that was the uh, the big first step. I uh, was kind of right, right in that area.
0: How did you get in touch with Marcus? How was that? So if you guys don't know, guys, um, so Lost Cost is really, really new. Obviously, he's been touching bass with music at a young age, but never really had a real production behind him until yeah. about a year ago,
2: right? Yeah, yeah it, so. was, it was about a year ago. Um, so about two years ago, I moved moved down here. Um, kind of just really trying to work, get back on my feet, and then about uh, about this time, probably last year, I was just like, I hadn't done music in a few years, and I was like, man, I'm turning 31. So if I'm going to try to do anything with it, like
0: it's probably got to yeah, it's
2: probably got to be now, right? And uh, <laughs> so. Legit, man. I I'm one of them people I could tell a lot about people just from having a quick conversation with them and mm-hmm. I don't like people, right? So mm-hmm. so yeah, like not so a people person. I'm not a people person and it's just just a thing, right? right? And uh so I was calling around and I talked to studios and I just be like, and eh, that guy doesn't seem about it. And eh, that guy doesn't seem about And this about was
0: like twenty eighteen, maybe?
2: Tw- 2019? 2020.
0: Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so like just, last, last, year. just like last year. Last oh year, last year. Oh my gosh. Is I, is okay.
2: Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah.
0: thinking like, because a lot of people don't count COVID. I don't count COVID in my career, but yeah, you yeah, know, was, you count it, you count it.
2: Um, yeah, so it was like beginning of last year, right before the COVID stuff started. So,
0: like February? Yeah, Yeah, it
2: was probably like February. Yeah. But I was, like, calling up places, and I was just, eh, this guy didn't seem, like, enthusiastic about it. Like, he's just, I didn't want someone that was just going to treat me like another client, right? And so I hit up, I ended up running into uh, Marcus and Real Paid Recording Studios, and I called him. Man, that dude was interested. He wanted to know everything. Right. And it was cool. Like, mm-hmm. n- no one really cared when I was called. He's like, yeah, this is our rates. This is when we're free.
0: Right.
2: When you want to book. Michael was like, okay, you tell me what you want. What do you want? I was like, I want to do something with your music. He's like, yeah, w- w- with my music. And he was like, what? What do you want? What do you want to do? Like, you need to give me all the information. Mm-hmm. And, and after talking for an hour, he's like, all right. He's like, he's like, it, i'm down to work with you man he's he's like uh if you want to do it i hope i hope i'll help push you we'll make it make it happen Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons like finding the right person was because how different this album is compared to anything i've ever done
0: so tell us what's the name of your album and where do we find that
2: the album isn't actually out yet, okay. but the name is 7WFTS. Okay. It stands for Seven Ways Fuck Till Sunday.
0: And the and the single you have out is Nosebleed. Nosebleed. Which is uh, the music video. It
2: is the music video you were we, in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on Spotify, there is another single called uh, Most of Us, which kind of started this path of more like kind of deeper music like me talking more about deeper subjects. And uh, actually, next week, uh, Wednesday morning at 7 a.m., I uh, have another one called Poison Love featuring my daughter.
0: Oh, uh, wow. Care Rare.
2: So, yeah. And that's dropping on Spotify. And once that drops, then we're going to jump right back into making the next music video.
0: How um, how hands-on is Marcus for you? Now, guys, I really want to bring um, Marcus up because he is – a producer right just a producer he's, really is, is that really what he's known for
2: he is everything right he's that a manager is, he's, he has produced beats engineered mixed mastered mm-hmm. uh helped me learn how to hit notes wow. properly learn how to tighten up my flow get get everything where it needs to be he does everything he is more hands-on than i've ever seen somebody right
0: he lets you, of music
2: videos too, you know.
0: I noticed he lets you be the artist. At the same time, I noticed um so as we're we're talking about the music video nosebleed that um Lost Cause has out, I I was his co-star I played. I kind of like compare that role to um Southpaw. If you've ever seen that movie, <sighs> you know they're yeah. like the relationship is so like like, it's unbreakable, and then, you know, it becomes this, you know, ongoing cycle of trouble, and then I end up right. killing
2: myself. And a lot of times, a lot of people bring it up to me, like, uh, when you hear nosebleed, people only really hear the drug references, and they only, that's kind of what I think, oh, cocaine, cool song. like, right. Not what the hell it's about. Like, if you take right. the time to, to really listen to it. it There's so
0: much more behind it.
2: Yeah, it's more just like a love story gone wrong kind of right. thing, you know?
0: Exactly. R- really
2: what it was. It's more like how she is addicting like a drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, and then obviously, you know, watch the video and see how that ends up. I mean, I'll tell you,
0: man, <laughs> playing that role was a little sketchy. But bringing up Marcus in that... um The reason why I feel like he is so – he has such a big value in your career and where it's going is because when he and I were talking about, you know, me working on that music video, I was a little scared because my team and I are very picky with who we work with. And sometimes I take those risks and I tell my team, like, hey – let's go with it like let's sign the contract let's sign it and they're like i don't know are you gonna get scanned are you gonna have to go through a lawsuit bro like no but he was very professional he in houston professionalism is very hard to find we have this thing called like the houston group okay there are the models who don't show up on time we have videographers and people who don't show up now i am not one of those i don't not show up and you're not one of those either but marcus is not that either but we didn't know that we had no clue we were like oh my gosh we don't work in houston i always work out of town because of that realm now um marcus plays that big role of like a manager a producer of like you mentioned, an engineer he plays such a big role in your career and guides you unlike any other artist who is coming out and and obviously, you've been doing this for a long time, but this is the first time you've ever really put music forth in front of anybody. You oh, know? Yeah. This is the first time. And that's,
2: that's probably one of the scariest things about this whole project is mm-hmm. knowing, hey, we're doing this so people can hear it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, and uh, Man, it, it, honestly, like... If it wasn't for Marcus and Marcus's uh, 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 encouragement and Marcus's uh, support, uh, I probably probably wouldn't have done it. I might have still made the album, but I uh, I probably wouldn't have put anything out. And and push it the way that he's doing it. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like you have kind of a heads-up on a lot of people who are in this industry, in the music side? Because you have the entertainment industry, but on the music spectrum, do you feel like you have a heads-up on everybody else who is like just now putting music out who we're just now hearing about, because you have a strong support system behind you and on the professional side.
2: Oh yeah, yeah not- uh, I think I think that probably does help give me that boost because I mean, there is so much that you don't know that you don't know that you need to know it kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and Marcus has gone through. Time and time again, and explain stuff to me. Like the whole business side is a nightmare. Right? Like yeah, I'm like I just I just want to rap. <laughs> do you feel
0: Do you feel almost privileged to have such a strong backbone behind you? Because, like I said, there are a lot of people I've worked with.
2: Yeah,
1: that
0: yeah. That do not have this at all. Their production team is screwing them over. You know, their engineers aren't turning in work on time.
2: Yeah, you- no, no. I definitely, I definitely feel feel privileged to work with. Marcus, like specifically because, mm-hmm. like I said, this wouldn't be happening. I would not know what I know. My music wouldn't be at the quality it is now without Very him. I mean, I the I, music
0: video itself, yeah, is like, just unbelievable. Right. You, the story is is portrayed so realistically. I was watching myself, and I almost <laughs> was crying. So I was like, man, like, what if people did see me go in a relationship like this? Um, in the entertainment industry and then it comes to this point like it's so real everything that you are putting in and what you're saying as an artist is is realistic what you say and 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 nosebleed and how that music video comes out you are telling a story that's happening every single
2: day yeah every day yeah exactly and that's with Marcus's help because he's he he's helped pretty much every aspect. So uh I kind of told him the kind of music I was doing. It's not what he was used to, but he didn't care. He was like, "All right, let's let's do it, man.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We'll, we'll get it done for real." So I switched from that old like street music to like I said I tried to do stuff about uh like more real uh, to me at least. Right. You know, like my Shitty past, mm-hmm. my, um, my horrible upbringing, my um, mental illnesses, like like, men, like uh, mental health is like a big subject for me as well, as well as like bad relationships and or, or failed relationships,
0: right? You know. Well, you say you come from a military family per se, right? Is right. you so you were like a military brat kind of kid? That's what they call them if you don't know <laughs> i come from military myself but i was not a military brat fortunately because i know i've heard what that life how that life could end up you feel very lonely your parents aren't supportive because they're so focused on their own careers but um how does that so you say you had a horrible upbringing but how does that how is that you you come from a military family so how can you say that there's a horrible upbringing Explain that to me. <laughs> Explain it to us.
2: <laughs> uh, um, <shit.
0: laughs> oh, is that not something you want to talk uh, about? I'm sorry. Uh,
2: so basically, um, oh, my family's gonna kill me. But I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll talk about it anyway. You um, don't have no, to. I, I, it's just so, a so question ba- I had. Basically, I had stepmoms.
0: Oh, okay. Mom's plural?
2: Yeah. Okay. okay. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll explain. So basically, we were really young. My mom and my dad split. My mom turned into a crackhead. (gasps)
0: Okay. Was she military as well? No,
2: no, no. Okay. No, she was just, she, she turned into like the worst kind of person known to man. Right. My dad ended up remarrying. We get shipped over to Germany, he gets shipped off, and stepmom turned fucking Cinderella level, like, real fucking quick. Like, you know what I mean? Extreme abuse. Uh, Singling out, like, me and my brothers versus her kids. And I kept getting the brunt of it all pretty much my entire childhood. And when that ended, uh, because I eventually snapped, um, Dad remarried to my best friend's uh, <laughs> mom, which, you know, uh, we were kind of hoping that she knew what we were going through so she wouldn't try to pull the same shit. Minute my dad goes overseas, <laughs> fucking Cruella DeVille in the flesh, you know, and uh, they they had kicked me out to come live down here. and got to like drugs and gangbanging and shit like stupid shit, like really bad because I was such a mess, like mentally you a bad kid? just I mean, I turned into one pretty quick, you know?
0: Wow.
2: You know what I mean? So, uh yeah, that, that ends up being being my story. You know, like the stuff I, I talk about, because I know I'm not the only one that had to go through rough right. stuff as a child. I'm not the only one. So I want to make music that people can relate to, whether it's rough childhood, a rough relationship, struggling with mental illness stuff like that is right. is what I want to make my music about and because I want it I want it to mean something to someone somewhere
0: right um was your father army Marine? his yeah. army, was army. Yeah, yeah I can pretty much tell <laughs> I don't know why you guys um something about that army stuff I don't know man I feel like army I don't know those are where I hear the most intense stories yeah I hear, like, you know, the whole breakup, the whole... Um, I, I know in the military you're not supposed to disown your kids. Um, hint, hint. Um, oh, but
2: uh, he did pretty quick, you know. Oh, we, your dad did that? Uh, we haven't talked in a better part of 13, 14
0: years. Wow. And if you guys don't know this legally, um, that's not supposed to happen. They can actually go to prison can't they isn't there like yeah yeah there's yeah there's like a law you disobey that's part of disobeying your country so i know my biological father um is an officer in, in the Navy. That might
1: be some, like, newer thing. Because I've heard, like, one of my friends say something similar about his kids because his mother was keeping, like, his uh, baby mom was keeping the kids away and they were trying to get him for, like, even more child support because they thought he was a deadbeat and sh- stuff like that. But I think that's, like, a newer thing. I don't know if that's always been the case, like, yeah, the but, whole disownment.
2: But, but I definitely want to get away from, like, dog in the Army because, like, my brother's both in in the army oh, wow. and, and like like, like well, well, well like I, think I feel like it's important that I, I feel like it, no matter the job I, I feel like the job isn't as important as the situation I feel like uh, it, it could happen to anybody anywhere at any given time you depending on the situation some people just can't handle kids or situations where they get left to take care of them and that could easily been parched seven kids he left to herself while he got deployed you know what I mean right but, but I feel like uh, you know uh, I, I've always supported the military because uh, oh, yeah, de- de- definitely because of my brothers you know both my little and older brother uh served my older brother's still in and I know, I know. He, him, and his wife have been together a long time. Three beautiful, you know, you know, girls, as well as oh, someone, amen. yeah, as, as well as someone I work with. So, I, I definitely would never say it's because of necessarily the job. I just, oh think, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Not. <laughs> no, it's definitely the person. Yeah. I just brought up the whole on um, spectrum just because maybe one day I'll tell that story. But um, yeah. I know that my father hid the fact that he was an officer. And the Navy and my mom didn't know that until I was 10 years old. And then it comes to find out he was hiding all of this stuff because oh. he could legally get in trouble. He was actually like dis had a dishonorable discharge from the Navy, um, for a couple of things. And my mom was like, maybe he had other kids with other women. Maybe that's why, you know, but it, right. my mom didn't mess with that, but <laughs> you know, that's the reason why I brought that up. Right but do you think in this album that you have coming out um, you talk a little bit about that
2: yes and talk about most of yeah um, <clears throat> so uh, it's all hard stuff to talk about so right. I tried to because I have issues myself now so like I tried to limit how much of each topic I, th- I threw on the album just because it gets hard for me and it puts me like in, in a bad place like mentally so most of us, which is out on Spotify, talks about it. I have uh, another song, "Why," which which talks about uh, that in my relationship with my dad. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, there's definitely a couple songs, so you guys can kind of get a bit of insight on uh, on me.
0: Are you taking this seriously? Are you gonna say something? Oh, I, I feel I, like her... <laughs> oh, I had
2: a question. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead. Like, like, like when you when
1: you so to to bare your soul like that you know like you said it does take a lot of out, like a lot out of you right so what what uh, do you hope to get in return like like do you hope that like in spilling like y- how you feel in your soul and your guts it might ha- make someone else listening to this feel like it's like finally they're not alone do you like is that what the end goal here is kind of oh, to, yeah, to so grab that person kind of like that emotionally
2: so i've already reached my original end goal yeah. my end goal was for as long as this you, you sold the song to Eminem?
1: <laughs> no, right? no no no
2: so so when I started making this album, you, you know, I I kinda of put myself in that uh that mind frame that, that that I don't ever want to be a guy who's just about money. I don't right. I don't ever want to do this just for money. So what I wanted was for one single person to listen to the music, like it, and tell me that they listened to it in some hard times. And I've like times like 25 like just right. j- just off the uh, off the, orig- the like you know people have directly messaged me and so i felt like that's what i wanted with my music now i, I was like well i hit that goal pretty quick so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just got to make a new goal with, yeah. you know so so really it's yeah just i I just hope it helps people. You know, I just hope it reaches out and when people are feeling down or people feel like no one can relate, they can just put a Lost Cause track on and maybe that'll help them through it. And, and
1: I definitely feel like with, with music like that, like the word of mouth uh, spreads a little
2: wider because
1: like a, like a popular song or like like a song that you can hear at a club, it, it it can stretch far. But like songs that help people and make them feel better, like in a right. bad time. Those that that word of mouth gets out a little quicker because right. everyone that's a relatable, thing. everyone goes through things. Yeah, exactly. Like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that probably also helps helps it out a little bit. You know,
0: is music something you plan to carry on forever, or is there an end date? Is there another album after this album?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I kind of just take it all like one day at a time kind of thing. I, I don't think I'll ever stop writing music. Right. Yeah. I think even if at some point I stop recording and releasing music, I think I'll always still write, you know, because um, that's that's what helps me. Like, that's, that's like a kind of therapy for me. Like, I just sit there. If I get depressed, I can pull it out or type on my phone and just let it all out that way instead of, right. you know, like the dumb shit I did as kids, getting into fights, stuff. Drugs, drinking, you know, all that stuff. So right. this is like a more productive, constructive outlet, you know.
0: Have you ever performed live? No. Do <laughs> you plan on doing that pretty soon?
2: Yeah, that's uh it's another thing Marcus has been uh working <laughs> kind on kind of like gung ho about, like, you know, you gotta even if you start somewhere small, man, you gotta you gotta start ha-
0: you're gonna start somewhere.
2: You gotta have to do it, you know. He's mm-hmm. like, he's like, uh, whether or not you do good, you deal good with crowds or in front of people. He's like, you're an artist now, so people are gonna want to see you live. People are gonna want to hear more music. People are slowly gonna want more and more from me. you know. So he's like, just gotta get out of your shell, bro. You can't stay in that box forever if this is what you want.
0: Right. Is there an <laughs> artist who influences you?
2: Um, I would say, yeah. So I would say, you, you know, let's um, say somewhere between uh, MGK, NF. Lowry and uh another kind of indie rapper, uh, NK 47. Uh I listen to a lot of their stuff mm-hmm. and uh and that's kind of what originally gave me the idea years back that shit, maybe if I change my music to this, like it could help me, you right. know. And it and it has. It's it's been uh it's been big weight lifted, just even kind of getting all that stuff out, you know.
0: Right. Hmm. Um, (laughs) so I guess what is your next move besides your album? Do you have any more music videos coming out? Uh,
2: yeah. Um, so like I was saying, uh, me and my daughter, uh, the song she's featured on Poison Love is getting dropped next week on on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, I'm going back into the music, music videos. We got one called I'm Complicated featuring, uh, Pat Gamble. Okay. And, uh, so that will be the next, uh, next music video. And it's, it's kind of interesting cause, uh, anyone that's heard, uh, most of my stuff right now is probably not, not going to be expecting it.
0: Right. <laughs> well, um, I don't have anything else to ask you, but if you want to link yourself up, plug yourself up, let them know where to find you on Instagram, Spotify. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, uh. Instagram is Lost Cause eight three two. Same with Facebook, um, Spotify. You just you know kind of look up Lost Cause. You can search Nosebleed. Most most of us or one of those two songs will take you right to it. Um, also, there's YouTube. You can then, uh, look up uh, Lost Cause Nosebleed and should take you right to the video if you haven't seen it yet.
1: Performances coming soon. Oh, Uh,
2: yeah. Man, (laughs) hey,
0: apparently next week, uh, we're going to have no mask going on.
2: (laughs) Out of everything I've been dreading, that's like the one thing anytime someone brings up, I try to change the subject. They're like, so, uh, hey, man, we can perform. Man, did you hear the new song, but what's it?
1: Oh man,
2: <laughs> let's let's do this instead. And you know, you just
1: gotta feel it, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen dudes perform at tea houses, bro. Out of place, just it's an open mic. Yeah. You know, and you got to get your reps in because that's the only way you're gonna get better <laughs> is getting your reps in. I've seen yeah. dudes like perform rap songs in front of in front of like some snooty people in tea houses. You know, <laughs> yeah. so it, it, you know you just get your reps in where you, you can, bro. Yeah, you you kind of get, get comfortable.
2: A, yeah, you kind of get just you know. Suck it up and just yeah. just do it, you know. And once you have you, some you, fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I'm trying to trying to work myself up. But I feel like uh, my my whole plan is to I want to get the album out, right, and, and be able to uh, have people like kind of learn some of the songs, know some of the songs, yeah. so that way when I do shows or, or something, build a fan base. Yeah, yeah, there might be some fans there that are like kind of singing along. Maybe maybe being my hype man in the crowd yeah, yeah. maybe you know helping help my nerves a little well, bit at the same time
1: that, that's gonna be the great thing about performances because even if none of those people are there you're, you're gonna make some people right. like that way yeah, that's, and that's very I, true. I, if I had a dollar for every time I went to a concert saw someone I didn't know, but I liked their energy, their stage presence. Okay, well, now I need to know actually more about their music, you know, because I liked what I heard. I liked what they were doing on stage, right, you know, and right. stuff like that. So that's going to help build that, you know, and then you're yeah. going to get those people that are like, oh, man, you know, he's going to be on this. Yeah, let's go to that, you know. Definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I know. It's something I got to kind of just kinda just go for, it, you know. It's just right. kind of just that that leap of faith. Just.
0: Well, it's been a year for you, and the middle of a pandemic so right. you you know Thank take you. your time obviously relax and like feel comfortable obviously you know i'm not an artist so i can't tell you but all i can say is practice and <laughs> right. do your thing you know
2: yeah.
0: um i feel like so far even working with you as a co star um, you have a lot to say. You have a lot that people can relate to far more than a lot of artists I've met and w- have worked with and written music for. I'm like, that's what you have to say. I'm like, <laughs> okay, like there are people who've been through far more shit than this. And you know, we need more artists like you. So I appreciate we appreciate it. No, we appreciate you coming on the show and, um, letting them know where to find you. So, um, we're going to end it right here. You guys, um, again, it's Danielle arena with rap geeks. um, Again, you can find Lost Calls anywhere on all streaming services, right? Yes, ma'am. Um, follow him on Instagram. He's real cool. He'll follow you back. You already know. You already know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check us out and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye, you guys.
2: Later.